Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Open for Business podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number five, and it's a big one today, guys. I know, I said that on episode four as well, but it's true. It's a big show coming up. Talking about episode four, how did you like that one? We had James Chu on the show. James is from Canberra, and if you didn't listen into that episode, if you haven't yet, um, once you've listened to this episode, go back and have a listen. It's a really good episode. James is uh, from Canberra, and he's uh, in the Australian Navy and uh, transitioning from the Navy into a full-time role as an entrepreneur, building his brand through helping entrepreneurs with their video and uh, James is doing a great job building an online platform and helping people with video. He's got his own podcast. It's all there on episode four. Once you've listened to episode five, click back an episode and have a listen. It's definitely worth it. And at the end of that episode, there is a special offer for the listeners. Now, if this is a few weeks, months, however long it might be since that episode was released, don't fear, you could still have a chance of nabbing that special offer. It certainly hasn't closed within this week, um, and if you would like to jump on board with that special offer, have a listen to the episode and get in touch. All the details are there. Now, just before we launch into this week's episode, let's have a bit of a check-in. I want to know how you're going. I'm going really well. It's been a busy week. Um, I'm recording this on a Monday afternoon, ready for it to go live as it always does on a Tuesday. And uh, I had a good weekend had a bit of time off, went uh, went up into the hills and did a little bit of camping. That was uh, it's always great fun just to get away and have a bit of uh, bit of R and R. Just get away from it all, leave the phone off, and uh, just enjoy enjoy the bush, enjoy the uh, the peace and quiet. It's good. What about yourself? What have you got up to? How's your week been? I'd love to know. If you want to let me know, just hit me up on Twitter or you can send me an email. It's easy, Anthony at openforbusiness.net.au. You can find all these links in the show notes too, by the way. What are show notes, you ask? It's like the blog post that comes out with each episode. You'll find it on the website. And what's the website? Openforbusiness.net.au. All right, it's time to kick into this week's interview. And we are talking to Tyler Hudson. Tyler is a solo artist. He's a musician. He was born in Texas in America and he moved out to Australia when he was just 18 to follow his passion with music. Um, Tyler now lives in Echuca, which is situated on the Murray River in Victoria, Australia, and he has built his career and his business from being a professional musician. Uh, He plays in the pub on the weekends, he plays at weddings, he does lots of functions, and he's appeared on X Factor not once, but twice. He's had quite, uh, quite good success on X Factor, and he's launched his own um, EP, which you can find on iTunes. Just search for Tyler Hudson, and uh, he's doing great things with his music there. Tyler's going to talk to us today about following your passion, and uh, that you can turn your dreams into a reality. Just take some persistence. You've got to put yourself out there. And the first thing that I asked Tyler was what did he always want to be when he grew up? I grew up in Texas. Um, and so I've, I've grown up wanting to be everything from American football player to track and field star to a bodybuilder. Excellent. Uh, I did want to be a musician. Uh, I remember going, going away to a church camp 
and uh, just being really impacted by the music uh, just grabbed me in a way. It just connected with me. Uh, that was that was a unique experience for myself. And I remember coming home from that youth camp. I was probably probably twelve years old, and and I told my mom, I think I want to be a singer. Yeah. And that was just amazing for her because I was the youngest of four boys, and there was no musical talent in the family at all. So it was very very strange. And in that, they didn't know how to encourage me in that. So it was a, it was a unique road for everyone. Okay. So you really did sort of start from scratch, like you. There was no your mum and dad weren't musicians or anything like that. They were not musicians. I I was involved with the church, and um, as as you do when you were when you were a kid in America, you go to youth group on Wednesday nights, and um, yep. the the music leader there had bought a set of bongos, and he said, "Tyler, you want to play the bongos?" And I'm like, "Oh, cool, whatever." <laughs> nice. Just to be a part, just to be a part of the team. So excellent. So that was my introduction into into music was just playing percussion as a part of a, a church band. You know, when I started that when I was 14 years old. So I'd got a late start as far as musicians go. They usually start when they're a bit younger or have a passion younger in age, but I got started pretty late uh, in, in life. Okay, no, that's all right. Look, uh, I think it's worked out for you anyway. Hey, um, so grew up in Texas. At, at what stage did you uh, move over to, to Down Under? Well, the passion for music just continued um and so when i graduated high school i graduated early when i was 18 and i decided to come to sydney and study music at a bible college there um uh, called hillsong and so i yeah have uh, traveled out left left school uh two weeks after graduated came and studied uh music ministry um, so it's kind of more on the church side of things, but also with you know musical theory and that sort. By sure. this time, I, I was still just playing the drums uh, okay. and started to pick up a guitar and sing here and there. Yeah. Um, but it was it was more as just a a way to to meet a need uh, in church services. You know, drummers were a dime a dozen, but there was very few people who could who could sing and play. So I started picking it up. Um, not really out of passion, just out of necessity. Yeah, okay. Um, so it was it was very interesting, that's for sure. So there's sort of there was a bit of a, a bit of a hole in the market there, and you uh, you could see a need for it, and um, yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, there was. So I just acquired the skill set and um, just had a go here and there, and I was by no means, you know, knew more than three or four chords as I was getting started. Yep. Um, and it's just kind of snowballed from there. Oh, excellent. So has it has it become? Um, it's obviously become a, a passion for you. Like it was, um, it was something that you got into when you were young. But I suppose nowadays you are a full time musician. That's that's your profession. So is is it a passion now, or is it just still just a job? It is absolutely a passion. It was always first and foremost a passion. Um, and one of the dangers I think when you take something that is a passion and and make a career out of it is finding a way to keep the passion. One of the ways I do that is my my industry is very seasonal. Warm weather is when people want music, whether it's out of the pub or for your private functions for weddings and parties and that sort. Yeah. So during the winter, I I try to do music just for me. Okay. Try to take take time off from gigging. Um, I still do, you know, a couple of months, but I enjoy the downtime, and I'll I'll get the guitar out and play and write music in winter, uh, because I'm not playing you know ten, twelve, fifteen hours a weekend. Yeah, um, I've got a bit more passion for it during the week, 
And as you write and as you create, um, the passion kind of it feeds itself. As you're creating new things, you want to play more and more and more. So that's one of the ways that I take keep the balance between uh, profession and passion in my music. Yeah, excellent. I really like that. So you're saying um, you spend a fair bit of time during the week working on your music. Even in um, if in in the busy season, in the summertime, the sun's out. Everybody uh, loves to get out and about, and um, there's uh, you know you head down to the pub. Um, there's weddings going on. What does a what does a week look like for you? What do you get up to in well, a week? I I also keep a casual job um, that I work you know fifteen or twenty hours a week, and more than anything, it's just to keep me busy during the during the winter. Sure. Um, spring, summer, fall, pretty much a normal week for me would look like doing doing a couple, you know, five-hour shifts during the week uh, at the shop here in Echuca. And then Friday night, I'm usually at a pub playing, a, usually a three-hour set somewhere, whether it's here in Echuca or Bendigo or, or up north. Uh, Saturday night, I'm normally performing at a private function like a wedding or a party. Yep. Sunday, I'm usually back at a pub um, doing a Sunday session somewhere, and I usually have my weekends uh, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those jobs, I suppose, where um, everybody's out and about on the weekend, and, and that's, when, uh, that's when it's busiest for you, so you get, yeah. to, uh, get to take those extra days and have them with the family uh, during the week. Yeah, it's not typical, but you know I do have a wife and three kids, so we we try to carve out. If I do have time on the weekend, absolutely, hundred percent, it's theirs. Uh, yeah. But obviously, they're at school during the week, so um, you know, try to have the coffee, have the the lunch dates with the wife early in the week, and and be sure and spend some quality time with the kids uh, after school because they normally don't have me around on the weekends. Yeah, no, that's right, and that's important. The family uh, family always comes first. That's for sure. Of course. Hey, um, so for, for anyone that's, that is an aspiring musician or would like to make a bit of a career out of, out of making music, um, what can, what's some of the things that they can do to sort of uh, get their name out there, get their music out there and um, sort of, yeah, spread the, spread the word on their brand and um, let everybody know that they're there? Yeah, there's lots of schools of thought with, with musicians creating businesses. Uh, you know, most commonly musicians are creative people, which means that they might lack administrative skills or or the ability to, to have real firm discipline in their life that would that is it's what's necessary to create a business out of a passion. Sure. A lot of musicians are very arty, um, very emotion driven, which is you know, sometimes not a great thing when you're trying to create a business model that's going to provide for your family. Yeah. Um, and, and very much that was the case with me. I, I was building houses with my brother-in-law when I first moved um, uh, back to Australia. Uh, I married, married a girl from Echuca. We went back to the States, and then we, we came back here after the financial crisis, and I was just laboring. And I had this skill set that I wasn't using, and my wife said, hey, why don't you, you know, why don't we make a little demo CD and drop it off to the pubs? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And I made the demo, and and that's about as far as I got. But she got it. She burned it. She found every address in town. She was <laughs> the one who mailed them out. And then I started getting calls from from places saying, hey, yeah, come talk to us. We'd love to have you down. And it blew my mind. I'm like, wow, 
And, you know, that creative side of me probably never would have gotten around to mailing off those CDs. But yep. my wife's very administrative, and she was the one who really got, got me started in it. So I owe a lot to her. And yeah, to be honest, it just snowballed for me. It was it started at playing at a pub, and then it turned into, hey, you sound good. Would you like to come play at our wedding? And then it, you know, even – and I got kept getting told – you should go on one of those singing shows. And so I did the X Factor a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, is the world is full of, it's full of talented people. Uh, and what's going to make someone listen to your music? That's some of the questions that, that I've had to ask myself. And, you know, as cliche as it is, I come down to, there's 7 billion people on the planet, but there's only one me. If I'm trying to be someone else, I'm trying to, make music to please someone else it's just not going to work i have to be authentic i have to be i have to write stuff that i'm passionate about because that's the only way it's going to have longevity so from the artist standpoint um there's you know there's a couple schools of thought one of the ones i'll share that's been really um encouraging for me is the thousand fans theory uh you know we think oh, you got to get your songs on the radio You've got to you got to have mass exposure. Everybody in Australia needs to know your name, and that's obviously one way to do it. Yep. But then you've got kind of more your Triple J sort of artists that might not be Australia um, household names, but they do have a cult following, and they could they could sell out a show anywhere in Australia um, by you know just this handful of people that know who they are and love the music. Yeah. And so there's that you know thousand fan theory that if you had thousand people willing to pay a hundred dollars a year whether it's to buy your album or come see a show or buy the merch or purchase the dvd that you put out you know if you had a thousand of those people that's a hundred thousand dollars a year yeah exactly so rather than trying to reach all of australia and have that two and a half minute pop song on the radio that no one's actually going to pay for that doesn't actually make you money Mm. um having having products that that people uh, that true genuine fans can can purchase is one of those ways to make a living and I'll say I'll, I'll say this one more thing um, back when I was just getting started I had a young guy kind of following me around and he'd seen that I was playing uh, at a particular pub on a Saturday night he'd actually been booked in to play there the next Saturday night he came to my gig watched it and then he canceled his his gig the next week oh really i said why did you cancel he said man there's no way i could do it there's no way i could do that i said do what he said sit in a room and have people staring up at the tv instead of listening to me and i said oh man yeah now you get used to it after a while um people you know i I see myself as a service provider for pubs and parties Mm. they're not there to listen to music they happen to stay because there is music you know um but i'm not there to command their attention for three hours i'm there to just let them sing along with the song if they choose to i don't want them yelling over my music while they're trying to have a conversation because that's not pleasant Mm. and that's why i keep getting invited back to places that's why people book me out for for their weddings because i see myself as a service provider and you know at the end of the day I'm, I'm getting to feed my family doing something I enjoy. And I think when you take a passion and you're going to try to make money out of it, you want it to feel fun. And a lot of the times it's just not. 
yeah it's work anything yeah. you have to do for for um for money is going to feel like work sometimes i think so yeah. i keep myself motivated by you know this this saturday night i made i made two weeks worth of wage of doing anything else i can imagine so no yeah. matter how difficult that six hours was i still made a lot of money that's right something i enjoy that's right that's excellent so, so staying motivated in that way um so my encouragement to people wanting to get started would be take a risk and it's anything that's worthwhile it's, it's going to be painful it's going to cost you something it might be your pride but if you're willing to have a go to stick your stick your nose out there and, and not get upset if people aren't listening to every word that you say or every song you sing then you know you can you can have a have a great start in the as a service provider with music yeah and my my encouragement to the artist would be to just be you write stuff that's that resonates with you because that's um you're the only one of you so you got to do what what's authentic for you that's that's such great advice it's all about um it's all about trying to incorporate that passion into it like you said if if you're trying to create music um that is what you think other people want to hear it's not necessarily going to be your passion it's it's not necessarily going to be your best work and and that'll come across eventually um so it's that's definitely an important factor and i also like the the thousand fans theory it's I think a lot of the time, even for myself, like putting this this podcast together. I mean, I've it's I've only just started. It's it's not like I'm some radio guru with heaps of experience. Like I, I make mistakes, I stutter. It's 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 all that sort of thing. But I think what we forget sometimes is that, like what your wife did, she made a heap of copies of CDs and she spread them around town, and and the the work came to you. And I think a lot of the time we we get in our own way where. you don't have to try and create something or build something and have everybody like it because as that old saying goes if you try and please everybody nobody's going to like it so it's about doing what you're passionate about doing what you believe in and there will be other people out there that that resonates with and they're the ones that are going to be you know your loyal fans your loyal listeners it it doesn't have to be everybody that you please yeah and in in five years of uh music being my main income i've never once advertised yeah that's all been word of mouth it's all been just being out there every opportunity i take to go play somewhere leads to another opportunity and it's not like you're the only uh only musician in victoria either it's no no, not at all it's just being in the right place at the right time and um you know obviously you you put hard work into it you um you know, I do have nightmares about showing up at a wedding and have I learned the right songs for this wedding? Or have I ruined somebody's big day? But you do have to have, you know, clarity and clear thinking and all that. But it's it's just been amazing. I've been amazed at how this this has just snowballed for me. And, you know, I'm happy happy to announce we, we've we just gotten in a position where we're just about to build a house. And, oh, congratulations. And that's, that's come from picking up a guitar and being willing to put myself out there for people to listen to. And I, you know, people will tell you, I'm not the most excellent musician. I'm not the best singer, but I've got a, I've got a business model that seems to work, found a need and, and started meeting it. And, well, you know, I'm able to build a house out of, from, from the fruits of that. So we're really excited. I'm, man, I'm glad my wife sent those CDs out. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's fantastic. Congratulations. That's good news. 
That's fantastic. Hey, um, I think with with that, it's it's um, it's about um, making an emotional connection with people, regardless of of what you do or whether you're in business or whether you just have a job. It's it's we're all people, we're all human, and and making that emotional connection with people is what will will bring um, bring that work to you. That it'll create um, you know it'll create those fans. It's people. Um, regardless of whether they're going to the pub on a Friday night and um, just going to have a few drinks with a few mates or whether they're going there because they know you're playing there, regardless of that, when they do get there and they can see that you're doing something that you're passionate about and that you're happy doing, that comes across. People get that. It's like a sixth sense. Absolutely. And and there are days that I'm just not, I'm not vibing, I'm not into it. And yeah, yeah, you know, the atmosphere is a bit flat for sure. Yeah. But, and then there's times that even though people aren't, um, you know, might not be clapping between every song or coming up and telling me how much they enjoyed it, you can tell that they're enjoying it. Yeah. And the more you put into it, the more you get out from, from the crowd. Mm. One of, the, one of the, uh, the best quotes that I've ever heard is the fact that all the magic happens outside your comfort zone. So I think that that's a great lesson in life where... If um if you really want to try something and do something, even if it is outside your comfort zone, it's definitely worth definitely worth trying. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll say this: the uh, the guy that cancelled his gig the next week, he's he's not making a living in music now. Uh, yeah. He's doing some he's doing something different, and and good on him. That's fine. But it's it is difficult. Yeah. And I would say you know it sounds like a glamorous job. Probably six out of ten times I go out, I in the beginning, you can ask my wife, in the beginning I'm stressed, not looking forward to it, but mm-hmm. I always come home. Man, that was fun. Jeez, yeah. that was that was a good time. It's it's never it never sounds like a fun idea beforehand. But afterwards when I've I, I feel refreshed, I've gotten to do something I enjoy. And you you're exactly right. I always take the time to connect with at least one person that I don't know and get to know them and and you know i might have sang a song about you know family life um you know one of my kids or my wife or something and they'll they'll resonate with that and we'll get to exchange stories and it's just like man how cool is this i've i've gotten to connect with this person that and music made that possible but unless you take the risk to step out of the comfort zone it's just not going to happen and it's like that battle will, I will, I, even five years later, I'm still fighting with motivation to go, all right, okay, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Got to tee yourself up for it. <laughs> that's it, man. No, that's great. Hey, let's go back a little bit because I'm sure a lot of people uh, will remember you from uh, your X Factor days. Um, what was that like? I mean, I know it was a couple of years ago now, but um, yeah. how, how does a musician even get on? How does anybody get on X Factor? Like, where do you start? Well, um, it's becoming a very popular thing to do, uh, and the reality is, it's actually re- it's very difficult. Um, I know thousands of people, literally thousands of people, far more talented than I that mm. auditioned and and weren't chosen. And so, if anybody is gonna gonna try to audition for one of those shows, and w- what you do is you just you just go on their websites and they'll let you know when the audition dates are. It's not at all like it is on TV. They make it look like you just wandered in off the street. There's, there's a bit like, of editing there, you're saying. <laughs> it's about a nine-month... For me, the year I did it, you know, I auditioned in a closet, basically, for a, a nobody producer. 
in I think it was March, um, and then I got in the call to be invited to the live auditions, which is the ones in front of the judges, and that was in May. Uh, then the boot camp section was in June. Then the home visit section where we went overseas was in uh, July. And then none of it aired until September. So it's all it's all a pretty drawn out process. But the main thing to remember is it's not a talent show. It's a TV show. So they're selecting characters that fit their TV show. So yeah, be it be it your this genre of singer or you have this story. And it just so happened my year I was on, I happened to be, I happened to fit in both of those categories they were looking for, um, which was a guy with a story who was not a pop R&B singer. <laughs> so yeah. it just happened to be me that year. And it was, it was cool. Um, it did bring about challenges though. Um, you know, social media was, was great. I'll say this, it took me two years to get a thousand likes on my Facebook page yep. just from going out gigging talking it up doing the hard um, yards you know one or two at a time whenever i'd go out and play uh the night my audition aired on x factor i got a thousand likes on my facebook page that night so it's crazy isn't there it? there was a big influx of people that saw me on tv went to try to find me found the facebook page and that was really great um so basically the show acted as a net for me to catch people um and expose, you know, my music to them where they weren't just hearing me sing a Matchbox 20 song, but they got to actually listen to some of my music through my Facebook page or my website. Yep. Um, but ultimately, it was a stimulus package for, for what I've already been doing, you know, three years prior. So I got to, got to charge a little bit more because it is about facial, you know, recognition. Um, if people think that they know a name, that they're, they're more inclined to stop in and listen. Yeah. Or when they when they see that you're advertised, oh, hey, such and such is playing down, uh, you know, Bendigo this weekend. Let's let's go have a listen. Yeah. Um, so it is brand recognition for sure. But you got to be careful with that too, because I after that on social media I had such a big presence. But then I would post something that you know. That might have had to do with just my family, or might have had to do, you know, with something not related to music at all. And you'd lose followers, and you'd lose likers, and and it rattled me for a while. I'm like, oh no, what, what did I say? What? Why are these people? Why do they want to unfollow me because of this post I made about my daughter? What did I say wrong? And then I realized these guys did not legitimate fans. They're they're tire kickers. They saw the name, thought they'd hit like, and then realized, nah, I don't want this stuff clogging up my newsfeed. Farewell. Yeah. And then I and I had to come to a place where I was like, that's okay. Thanks for stopping by. That's Catch it. You later. That's and, it. You know, I am more tactful about my posting after after the X Factor because I don't want to disengage um, potential fans. But I I'm, a, I'm fully aware everybody that's on my page is not necessarily a fan. Yeah. So I'm in the in the process of of winning them over. Um. But it was definitely a fun experience. It made a lot of connections. Um, you know, people I met that I, I used to help uh, produce my album that I put out last year. And and in that, you know, making music, it's an expensive process. Yeah. And it's not something that you can really justify as an investment to to make you money. There's not there's not money in music unless you're making. Unless you're selling heaps and heaps and heaps. Um, 
So I, I've seen it as more of a business card. You know, if that, if I'm re- relying on the, you know, EP sales at ten dollars a pop to to pay for the recording, man, that's going to take a lot of CDs. But if I see that that CD helped get me that twelve hundred dollar gig, well, then, yeah, then it then it's paying for itself really fast. That's it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, keeping those things in mind it does cost a lot to record. Um, if you want a quality recording, but it's it's all about brand recognition, keeping your face and your name out there. So, if there's someone listening at the moment and they are thinking about starting um, to to get their music out into the public, do they need a lot of fancy equipment or anything to get started? And and like like your wife did, like record a demo, get on a CD, and and yeah. um, and get it out there. Do you need a lot of equipment to do that sort of thing? These days, I really don't think so. Yeah. You know, if you wanted, if you want to do something really quality, yeah, you, you're going to need to to pay good money. But you know, it's the hipster age, man. That shabby chic thing's in. That's if it. Grabbing the iPhone recorder and making something that's raw and real and authentic, people can appreciate that more. Um, I think than the super polished CDs that's not nece- it's not as necessary these days and obviously video too like um, if you're just recording putting up little 15 second Instagram clips um, yep. that's a great way for people to to just have a snippet it's like a show reel of, of songs that you can play and um, that's a great way to engage people as well yeah I think um, that's really important like there's so many different social media platforms out there nowadays and and each one of them, you need to use it slightly different. Um, and I think if if you are trying to get the word out there, and and especially if you're a musician and and you're trying to get a little bit, um, you're trying to get noticed a bit more. Doing things like that, like just grabbing your iPhone, taking a quick little snap, um, doing a short recording, just little tidbits for people that you know they say, oh, I really like that. You know, where can I find more about um, about this person? Yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. Hey, Tyler, I really appreciate your time tonight. Before we go, um, is there one piece of advice that you would give for people out there, whether or not they're a musician, um, about following their passion and and turning it into something that um, could one day perhaps uh, help them build their own house, just like yourself? Yeah, I I think the advice I have is you have to protect the passion. Um, With with artistic people that are creative, um, you can... You can, and this is not my quote. It was a quote from Elizabeth Gilbert, who is a, she's an author, and she wrote a book, Eat, Pray, Love, that got made into the Julia Roberts movie. Oh uh, yes. Uh, I, but I was listening to a podcast, and she said this, and it just it just blew my brain. You know, she's got a number one New York Times bestselling book. Yep. But she's selling trinkets out of the trunk of her car at a flea market. That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And her friends are like, what are you doing? You've got a number one. I'm like, yeah, but I've been doing this for 20 years. And she had the mentality of, I don't want to take my creativity and force it to make a living for me. Yeah. I want to protect that creativity and let it be as true as it can be. And if that one day makes me money, great, then I'm proud of it. Um. And so I find that a unique dichotomy, if you will, that when we take something that we're passionate about and wanting to make a business out of it, we can often crush it and it can, it can um, not, 
not meet our expectations and therefore we become a bit resentful about, oh, well, I'm not skilled, I'm not passionate, or I'm not good enough at it, so it didn't work out. But you got to let the, that passion breathe and live mm. and, and thrive. Um, you know, and that meant that there were times I was playing for, you know, I was playing for free or I'd go do a fundraiser uh, and, you know, that wasn't a great turnout. So, I mean, I literally got paid in a dog once. <laughs> <laughs> really? There was not a great turnout for this fundraiser, and I just didn't want to take money from him. And it was out on this farm, and they had all these little puppies. And I was like, "Oh, just can you just give us a dog?" <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, really? That'd be awesome! Thanks, man." <laughs> hey, I think have, um, I, I think my wife would uh, love that story because um, I think she might tell me to uh, start learning guitar because she really wants a dog right now. So yeah. if, if all it takes is uh, playing a gig, I've been I've been paid in puppy. You've been paid in puppy. Hey, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> Tyler, really appreciate it. Thanks very much, mate. If anybody yeah, does I'm have a question me. for you, can they hit it's... you up on Twitter? Can they send I you an am email? On Twitter. I'm not as active on there as I should be. Um, best way to get a hold of me is, is through my Facebook page, which is Tyler. Uh, you just search Tyler Hudson, and you'll find it. You'll find the page. So Facebook music. Uh, sorry, Facebook.com forward slash Tyler Hudson Music, or there's my website, uh, TylerHudsonMusic.com. Tyler Hudson, everybody. What an interview. Thanks very much to Tyler for that. What did you think? Did you enjoy that? Let me know over on the show notes for episode five. You can find the show notes on the website, openforbusiness.net.au. And uh, tell me what you got out of that interview. I think if we uh, listen to Tyler, um, we can really get a sense of just putting yourself out there, doing something that you're passionate about can have great benefits and, uh, and great rewards as well. Tyler needed a bit of a push, as he said. His wife uh, took his demo CD and uh, went out in Echuca and distributed it to as many people as she could. And um, after that, the work started rolling in. Interest. People wanted to uh, to hire Tyler. They wanted his service. They needed someone who was uh, able to perform really well. And uh, Tyler's built a great business just around playing his guitar, playing music, being a performer, offering that service, like he said. He loves it. That's uh, that's his full-time job now. Uh, the summertime is obviously his busiest time of the year where he does lots of weddings and functions and festivals. And uh, we had the pleasure of having Tyler as the, uh, the artist, the musician for our wedding um, just recently this year. And I can certainly vouch for him. Tyler was excellent. He engaged with the crowd. He played the songs everybody knows. He played the songs everybody wanted. And uh, he was an absolutely fantastic part of our big day. And uh, we thank Tyler very much for that. So if you're in the area, check out Tyler's website, tylerhudsonmusic.com and book him for your next gig or function or your wedding. Top learnings for this week. I've got three this week. What's yours? If you've got a top learning, let me know. Put that in the comments in the show notes as well. I read each and every one of them. Okay, number one, put yourself out there. Take a risk. What's the worst that will happen? I think uh, in Tyler's case, that's exactly what happened. Um, He's put himself out there. He recorded that demo CD and look at where he's at now. He's ended up making a living for himself um, being a professional solo artist and uh, he's even made his way onto X Factor twice simply from putting himself in, putting himself out there and having a go. There's great power in that, guys. So definitely hang on to that one. Number two, great things happen outside your comfort zone. It's where the magic's at, guys. 
if we often try and, and go above and beyond what we feel comfortable at, again, it goes back to top learning number one, putting ourselves out there. Often, putting ourselves out there means getting outside our comfort zone, but the rewards are great, guys. It's what it's all about. And learning number three, Tyler mentioned that you have to protect your passion and build on it. So do what makes you happy and you can build your life around that. You can build your life and you doesn't have to be you don't have to be a musician, guys. It can relate to lots of other things. That's what I love about interviewing people like Tyler. The lessons and the stories and um, the the information that he can provide to us on how he started his business doesn't necessarily mean that it only applies to someone who wants to start a career in music. It could be for anybody who has a product or a service to offer. You too can build a flyer or make a demo CD and hand that around through your local town or in your local area. And um, you never know what might happen. So there we go. They're my top three learnings. Let me know what yours was over in the show notes. Well, that's about a wrap for this week, guys. Thanks very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Um, I don't have any ratings or reviews this week. I haven't got any to read out. Jump over onto iTunes. Leave a uh, leave a rating and review for this show. I would really, really appreciate it. And what that does is help boost this show's ranking in iTunes and uh, gets more people listening to the show. And the more people listen to this show, the more people uh, we can help out, and the better we can uh, the better we can make this podcast. We'll be able to grow this podcast. Guys, uh, if you do have anybody who that you think could uh, benefit from listening to this show, please do share it with them. Flick them a copy, um, send them to the website and tell them to listen to your favorite episode. And um, let's see if we can get um, this show up and about, guys. That'd be awesome. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys next week. On the show next week, we are talking to Jessica Humphreys, who has started a business called Social Concepts Consulting, uh, all about helping small businesses with their social media and um, building a presence online using social media. So as you could guess, it's not what she started out with uh, when she first thought about building a career. Social media wasn't uh, an area that she was going to jump into. But uh, as it turns out, she's now making uh, great great headway into social media and building an amazing business at the same time. So looking forward to bringing that episode to you. Um, That is on next week's show. Until next week, guys, really do appreciate you tuning in again. Thank you very much. If you do get a chance, leave a comment in the show notes or leave a rating in uh, or rating a review in iTunes. And I will talk to you over on episode six. In the meantime, have a great week. Stay motivated. Keep building that business of yours. Keep turning that passion into a profit. If you need some support, if you need some help, head over to openforbusiness.net.au or you can send me an email, anthony at openforbusiness.net.au. Looking forward to catching up with you over on episode number six of the podcast. Until next week, guys, I'm Anthony Murphy, your motivated young person, and we'll catch up on the next episode. Bye for now.